welcome uh, welcome back to the aerospace executive podcast it is episode number 150 we started this journey about three years ago matt and like uh you know and uh, here we are 150 podcasts later and actually i was down at uh i was down in dallas last week at a big conference and um I was shocked at how many people came up and said, I, I listen to your podcast and I really like it and I enjoy it. So yeah. uh, you know, I'm glad to see we're making some, uh, I'm glad to see we're making some headway and, 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 and putting some ideas in people's heads and, mm-hmm. you know, generally positive influence. So, yeah, there's nothing cooler than going to, uh, you don't have to worry about going to a grocery store and being recognized, but uh, yeah. going to an industry event where you want to be known mm-hmm. and having people come up and go, hey, I, I listen to your podcast or I read your articles, I consume your stuff and I appreciate it and thank you for doing it. Thank you for putting that out there. Yeah, I, was, I had that same experience here a few months ago. I was speaking up in Long Beach for a client and um, one of his attendees randomly came up to me at dinner and said, hey, I started listening to you in 2016 when I was first getting into the business. And now I'm here at this conference to like, you know, level up or whatever. He's like, you were a huge influence. Yeah. There's just, there's nothing, there's nothing cooler than that. So I'm excited for your 150th. We're going to talk a little bit about how how to break open new opportunities. It's based Mm on just some things that have been on your mind, some observations. Um, So let's start with, uh, let's start with this. So we've kind of got a little, I would say a little simple three-step process that you have in your mind for how do you break open new opportunities but it really starts with the first one which is to know what you don't know and why why did that come up and why is that so important you know i was talking i was i was having a glass of wine so i just built this new fireplace in my backyard so my wife and i were sitting out and watching the dogs play she goes hey do you yeah what any regrets that you got you know what did somebody you know we're i was just talking about something i was lamenting about something she goes you have some regrets i go yeah I got, I got some regrets about, you know, back in the day, I didn't take the time to learn and understand that which I didn't know. Mm, yeah. You know, I was down at this conference. I'm like, you know, I'm learning stuff every day. And I'm going, you don't know what you don't know. And I and I tell this to a lot of people. I'm like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Transitioning military people. They're coming out of the military. I'm like, you don't understand the world you're about ready to get into. You think you do, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, yeah, back when the time when I was selling airplanes and fractions of airplanes, a lot of my customers were private equity, capital management people. And I was 33 years old and, you know, I was, I was one of these ex-military guys. And I'm like, yeah, capital management, private equity. And I never called up one of the customers and said, you know, I don't want to talk jets or business at all. I just want to know what you do. And how you do it and what it's all about. You know, once again, it's a learning process. And I think about if I had those conversations way back in the day, what doors would have potentially opened up or what opportunities, right? And here I am 20 years later. um, You know, and I, I realized that, you know, it's if you opening new doors and finding new opportunities is a continuous process. Mm-hmm. It never stops. And when I say it never stops, it's you got people that are, you know, pff, you know, you think about the guy in the General Motors assembly line. You know, why are they on a General Motors assembly line, you know, screwing lug nuts on the tires for 30 years? And the answer is because people have told them their whole lives that this is what their life is going to be. 
Mm-hmm. They don't understand that there's better. They don't understand mm-hmm. that there's different. They go in there, they hang out with their union buddies. After work, they go to the bar with their union buddies. And then they go home to their wives and family. And they think it's fate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what if you stepped out? What if you stepped out and went to a college, you know, went to a community college? Or what if you mm-hmm. stepped out? But it's the same thing with professionals. They don't know what they don't know. And I honestly don't think enough of them are really taking the time to learn. Mm-hmm. They don't ask questions. Yeah, and we were talking through a couple of, uh, of examples before we hit record. And you brought up a really good one of people being inside of large, very bureaucratic, slower moving organizations. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of becomes reality. Uh, you get all the status, you get, you know, the paycheck, the stock options and things like that. Uh, but they don't really know what it's like to be in a smaller organization. So they don't really know whether they'd even like it. Some will, some won't, but they don't right. really, really even take the time to investigate. So I'm curious about why, why that is. And, and maybe what you have to say to those folks that might be listening to this going, Hey, I, th- I think I might be that person. I've been in this big company for 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, mm-hmm. what am I missing? You know, it's it's one of those things where I think a lot of people are, you know, they're they're there's a couple of things. They're they're fearful. Mm-hmm. They think of the big company. The, the big company is is sort of like, you know, it's a little bit like a dog. They feed you enough to keep you around, but you're never free. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, I hate to say it that way. Right. But yeah, the big companies, you know, the people think there's there's safety. You know, oh, I, you know, a small company. Well, yeah, you know, the fact of the matter is the last 10 years, big companies have laid off a trash load of people. And who picks them all up? Small companies. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's too much risk in a small company. Uh yeah. okay, if you say so. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's mm-hmm. what you believe, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Um, there's safety in big companies. There is status in big companies. When you have a business card that says vice president of something at Boeing, vice president of something, senior vice president, you've got this business card that says status. You know, people like the status. That status comes at a cost. It does. It does. Right? So, you know, it's, there's a whole lot of things. And then there's a whole lot of ways, you know, people go, you make money. How, how'd you figure that? I'll give you a great example. So I go to the gym two weeks ago. If I told you the story, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> okay. I run into this 33 year old kid. I know his name's Steven. Okay. And he has got a monster smile on his face. Okay. High five. We see each other. Yeah. We see, he's a great guy. I'm like, he's you know, young family, you know, and go, what's going on? He goes, just got bought. Like, he just got bought. Um, yeah, $52 million minus 11 in debt. 41 in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're, 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 you're $41 million richer today. No wonder you got a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, yeah. You know, all this car washes that you got, you know, that, and he, he I, I, I know, the, I know the car wash. Okay. So one day he just had a wild hair and he bought a lot, he bought a plot of land. He bought, he bought a couple acres of land on Oleander Drive in Wilmington. Okay. And he spent, he borrowed 4 million bucks from friends and family in a bank and he built a splash and dash car wash. Okay. Then he builds three more. Okay. 
He keeps all three for about two years and he sells them for $51 million minus 11 in debt. Oh God, seriously? It's yeah. a string. It's a, that's all it was is a chain of car washes. Four car washes. Wow. For 40 million in cash after the debt service. Holy cow. All right. Well, we're officially all in the wrong business. Let's shut the yeah, podcast so down. You're like, start you know, I'm sitting there going, I'm sitting there going <laughs> down. Yeah, you know, I wish I had thought of that. Once again, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's let's move on to the next stage of this. So you realize that you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But let's say you want to explore some some area. So maybe maybe yeah. go back to um, you're 33 and you're getting around private equity guys and you're like, okay, this is you know I should have been more curious. But let's say I was curious and I decided to explore it, or I could, you know, if I if you go back in time and slap your 33 year old self in the face and say, hey, get your act together. What's the next step? You go, hey, look, education. Okay. You know, at the end of the day, it's education. And education is about putting yourself out there. There's a lot of places that you as a 30-year-old or young career person can gain a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, you got rotary clubs, you got business clubs. You could pick up the phone of somebody in your competitor or one of your customers and say, hey, tell me about what you do. Tell me about how you make money. You can meet somebody on an airplane and just start talking stories. Like, wow, that sounds really good. I want to learn. I want to learn more. And you know, what do people, what's, what's the most favorite subject of everybody out there who's made money in life? No, of course. How themselves. they made money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Exactly. What do you like okay. people like to talk about? Themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you go out and you say, um, hey, tell me more. Okay. And you're not asking for anything. You pick up the lunch check. Tell me more about what you do. And you know what they'll do? During lunch, they'll take out a napkin. They'll scribble down a name like a Joe Friday. 910, you know, 555, whatever. Call this guy, make an appointment, tell him I told you, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Sam Smith, you know, call this guy. He's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, he'll do it. And that's how you make a network. And that's how you build relationships. Mm -hmm. And what does it take? It takes a little time. It takes a little bit of effort, but it takes genuine curiosity mm -hmm. because you're asking people who do know the things that you don't and yeah. you're learning, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can say that is the uh, years ago when I first got into business, that's the step I didn't take, at least not to the level that I should have. I, I took some steps in that direction, got into a coaching program, got around people that were smarter than me, yada, yada, but I could have done more more of it. Um, I was very fortunate that when I got into, the, into business the second time, I did build a network and I got yeah. around as many smart people and I soaked up and absorbed as much as I possibly could, which I think brings us to the third step, right? So once you know what you don't know, you find an area that you want to explore, you find the people, then what? Mm -hmm. You ask great questions. Okay. Just ask. And, and you're not selling. Mm -hmm. You're not. You're just asking. I told you about my next door neighbor in my office building. Private equity. He moves to Wilmington, North Carolina. He doesn't know anybody. What's he do? He starts figuring them out. He starts calling every business leader in town. I want to know what you do. I want to know who you are. I want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. You know, 
he knows, un- I mean, he's networked in. The mm-hmm. guy has been here for just a couple of years and he knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. He knows everybody who is, you know, got a business, everybody who's associated with the business college here right. at the University of North Carolina. He knows everybody that's the CEO of a company, everybody. Mm-hmm. Cause he took the time to reach out and just say, hey, I want to know you. Mm-hmm. You never know what opportunities may, may bring, but he genuinely cares. It's like, he genuinely wants to know about them. He genuinely wants to know about their kids. He genuinely wants to know. And I think that's, you know, if I was going back to my, 33 year old self, that's what I would be doing is I would be understanding that, you know, it's a constant effort to learn that which you didn't know or that which you didn't bother to mm-hmm. learn yeah. earlier in life. Yeah, it's really easy to, um, and, and there's there's an unsuccessful version of this and mm-hmm. there's a successful version of this, right? Mm-hmm. There of closing yourself off because you're focused on what you have right in front of the challenge that you have right in front of you, whatever you think that challenge is, you know, unsuccessful people, their challenges, well, the world's not fair, you know, just like mm-hmm. it's all, you know, there's an unsuccessful version. What's interesting is when you get around really successful people, there's also a successful version of that, which is like Warren Buffett said, I think the more the difference between successful and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. Mm-hmm. So you kind of reach this point where if you're if you're smart and you care about, you know, having a good lifestyle, you start to say no to more things than you say yes to. Mm-hmm. The the unfortunate part of that is you you do end up with a lot of areas that you don't know much about because you if you're really disciplined about focusing, um, that's a very good thing, but it can also cut you off from the next big opportunity. So there's a balance there of, you know, yes, like there's a balance of saying, staying relentlessly focused on the goals, but you brought up an interesting example before we hit record. And that's what I want to finish out with, which is sometimes what you think is your biggest challenge actually isn't the real challenge at all because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it was the example of, you know, one, a leader, a CEO, I think, that thought he had a marketing challenge. What he all actually had was a sales challenge. I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. share the details on that, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting example of you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a look. I'm a I'm a hunter. I'm a sales hunter. Yeah, you know, look, I'm a little caffeinated, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to figure this out too. But at the end of the day, yeah, CEO said my 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 salespeople are starved for leads. So I need to invest a lot in marketing. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> now, it sounds as a marketing person, sounds perfectly reasonable to me. You had a completely different take on it. Look, I think marketing is there to build a brand. Mm-hmm. I think marketing is there to build a foundation to sell off of. I think salespeople are there to figure out who to sell for, how, who to sell to. And ultimately, it's a very defined market. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're selling. It's a defined market. If your territory is, you know, you know I'm, I'm an aviation guy, business mm-hmm. jet sales in Boston, mm-hmm. you know, private charter, aircraft charter in Boston. All right. Well, who's my market? Well, okay. I got to go find people who can afford it. Mm-hmm. So that's high net worth individuals. 10 million worth 10 million bucks or more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go mm-hmm. find every high net worth individual in the Boston area or 50 miles around that makes 10 million bucks or more. That information is available. 
Mm-hmm. You can go find it. You can go buy it. You know, data brokers out there all, all over the place. So mm-hmm. happy to sell you that stuff for 250 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, all right, well, what about corporations, companies? You know, you know companies. All right, 20, let's get, let's do $20 million in revenue or more. They may take one or two private trips a year or more. Mm-hmm. Well, so, all right, so we're going to go target the $20 million people. $20 million business or greater in Boston. So now we've got a bigger market. And then you set up a sales tar- sales plan. You go, all right, I'm going to go reach out to, here's how I'm going to target the high net worth people who may be very hard. And then I'm going to go for the ancillary people. You know, you think about high net worth people, they've got financial advisors. Mm-hmm. They've got lawyers. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, who are the top lawyers in town that aren't chasing ambulances? <laughs> or maybe you want the ambulance chaser too, because they make a lot of money. I don't know. But maybe I go target the finance people. I'm like, you know, if your salespeople are thinking about it and they're hustling, you're not begging marketing to get you more leads. Mm-hmm. You know, people coming in on your website, I want to know more about your product. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be the person that's out there answering. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's curiosity. I'm a salesperson. It's um, My curiosity is who is out there that will buy my product? Mm-hmm. How do I build relationships with them? Yeah. So leading this back to that, that CEO doesn't know what he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. In other words, he thinks he has a marketing challenge and maybe that's true. And a marketing person would say, absolutely. We can solve that for you. Great. Hire me, sign on the dotted line. I'll solve that problem for you. Okay, great. But he may actually have not at all a marketing challenge. He may have a sales challenge. He may have the wrong salespeople in there. And mm-hmm. so somebody like you would come in and give him a completely different perspe- perspective. Mm-hmm. What he hasn't done is because he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He hasn't had enough conversations. He hasn't asked enough questions to where he even has a broad base to make a good decision from. So I think that's the point of this is that in order to really discover new opportunities, you have to recognize the edges of your circle of competence. I think Buffett called it. Recognize where the edge is. Find people that are out beyond that edge. Ask them great questions. You may not agree with all of what they come back with because you're going to get a whole bunch. I mean, just there's two people on this recording and the two of us would give that CEO wildly different advice. Uh, And if he talks to 15 people, he's probably going to get 15 different responses. But one of those is going to be a new opportunity, maybe a breakthrough, (laughs) a massive new opportunity. And that's the point of this episode is you don't really, you'll never get exposed to those if you don't recognize that you don't know everything, find the people who more than know more than you do and have different perspectives and go ask some really great questions, which brings us back kind of to, you know, folks that are in big companies. Um, that's not your client. They're your client when they leave or, dis- or are open to leaving the big company because right. they're looking for a new opportunity. Look, if you're hanging out with Mr. B- if you're in a big company and you're hanging out with big company people, and all your social life revolves around your coworkers and all your social life revolves, you're not learning outside of that company. So you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the one thing I always, you know, going back to my, the question my wife asked me is that, you know, what's the regret? And the regret is that, you know, that light bulb didn't come on five years earlier. Right. And you know, <laughs> that light bulb, you're like, you're thinking, oh, wow. A good buddy of mine runs a company. We were Navy squadron mates together. And on the weekends while we were hanging out at the beach, he was, he lived in San Diego and and he was going, learning how to write. He was, he was learning how to write scripts for Hollywood. Really? And he, oh yeah. Okay. He was constantly learning. He's like, huh. I'm gonna, and then he would learn, he would meet really cool people. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, now he, it just took off. And then he's like, you know, wow. Hmm. You know, you're, you got Did he end up being a screenwriter? No, he runs a company. Now. He runs a, he runs a, a software company now. Wow. 
He okay. Just raised $300, $300 million. He raised $300 million. <laughs> and he's got a, he's got a very successful software company. Interesting. Okay. Wow. That's a wild, wild career. But path. it was a constant but learning. He, he understood, learning. he understood that hanging out with his loser Navy buddies on the beach on Saturday, wasn't going to get him where he wanted to be at the mm -hmm. end. He was out learning. He was out meeting people. He knows a lot of folks because yeah. he's always hustling. Yeah. So stay open. Recognize that you don't know what you don't know. Have conversations with smart people that do know more and yeah. then ask them great questions. All right. Love it. I think that's it. All right. Ask how do great, people get in touch? Ask great how do they connect? Just always call me 910-509-7129 at the office and Craig at NorthStarESG.com. Right. Love it. And uh, for anyone that's listening, uh, if you don't get a chance to walk up and congratulate Craig on the podcast in person, which you may not always get that get that opportunity, uh, what you can do to thank him for running a podcast like this, if you get value out of it, is go leave a review. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. Spotify just opened up, so you can leave reviews there. Uh, give it a five-star rating. Write something nice. Maybe give a shout-out to whatever specific episode you know made the most impact or you know gave you the best actionable information. But uh, yeah, regardless, that's it's one of the best ways you can thank anyone that puts out content. So don't do, don't just do it for for Craig here, but just for anybody. If there's if there's stuff that impacts your life, go leave a rating and review because I I promise you they read every single one. Yep. They know them. <laughs> We, come, Everybody do, we, come, we all man. do it. We all do it. Uh, we all look at our own ratings and reviews. We want to know if we're making an impact, right? So yeah, if it's uh, if it's making an impact or if, if you've read or heard or listened to or consumed anything, even outside the show, if it's made an impact, go thank the person that, uh, that yep. put it into the world by leaving them a rating and review. Perfect. Matt, right. thank you for 150 or for uh, producing 150 great podcasts. Look forward to 150 more. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.